Welcome to the Games Revealed podcast brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. I'm Tyson. And I'm Shagwa. And welcome to another test f- test of the video system that we're going to be trying. So, uh, hello, maybe if you're watching. You, maybe you can see us now. It's nice to be back in the proper order. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's um, nothing felt cleaner than doing it that way. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good to shake us up a little bit. That's for sure. And uh, the game that we're going into today is is actually a very uh, surprising one for some of us. Oh, where it's we hell. Just, it's, it's hell. It's hell. <laughs> it's literally not. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's Hades. It's not hell. It's Hades. So basically a worse version of hell. <laughs> I don't know, man. The seven levels of hell sounds pretty bad. Yeah, but these Greeks, something about them, they just make <laughs> it bad. <laughs> Wait, but isn't Hades the guy? Yeah. Or is Hades the place? Yeah, I think it's like both, isn't it's it? Both. It's yeah. both. So it, Hades is both. It's weird. It's bizarre. Named after Hades. The ruler. I mean, there's different levels that they go through, but yeah. So uh, th- this is essentially a, a roguelike um, action-driven, or not nar- action, narrative-driven game where you dive through, essentially, dungeons until you start over again. Yeah, it's uh, like total... Uh, I've been saying this, at least. It's New Game Plus forever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, for me. Uh, New Game Plus is, like, an easy way to get me sucked into a game, and I wasn't even going to play this game. Yeah, and I'll say, for me, it's probably the best game on the Switch what I mean by that is, as far as the Switch being a platform, this game is perfectly tailor-made for it. It is the ultimate pick it up, put it down, because you always start from the same place. Always. You don't have to worry about, did I catch a save point? Did I do this? Uh, you don't have to worry about whether or not it's keeping your game in stasis, because you're just going to start from the same spot, do another run, and hope that you all the stars align to get you far enough along. Yeah, get the right boons you need. <laughs> I will say one thing that people don't mention, but I think is it's so indicative of what this is. It's a family family simulator. It's essentially like you just interact with all almost most people are family that you're interacting with the whole time. You're learning about your new family. You're learning about your old family, who you are, and you don't really. That's one of the things I think that kind of snuck in that I, I don't know if people realize, but like you just interacting with your family the whole time while beating up. Oh, uh, yeah, it's the truth. The whole journey is to find out your whole family drama. It's the worst family reunion you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it is Greek, so it could be also a family dating simulator maybe one day. I don't know. You I'm never not, know. I'm, I don't see the dating simulator thing about it. it but it's, it's not, but maybe, hey. maybe someday we'll get a DLC. Hades didn't even want Persephone sticking around. Why do you want incest in this game so bad, James? I don't. I don't. But it's Greek. The oh, way that's true. There was a lot of incest in the Greek god culture. So the way I th- what is it? Uh, uh, Athena, or who's the goddess of love? That's Athena. 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 The way she kind of hits on Zagreus. I don't know, man. Yeah, man. They're gonna they're gonna have some flipper grandkids popping out of that. <laughs> I feel like she hits on everyone. Hey, cause yeah, she kind of does. Thing. But you know, she hits on Zag real hard. <laughs> No, well, just just to say a little bit about this Artemis game. Artemis is jealous. Uh, this one's developed by Supergiant Games, which have a great track record. And actually, they started up as just like a small team. I think it was originally seven people when they were working on Bastion. Um, and just because they noticed at the time, a lot of indie games were coming out. Microsoft had an engine that let you build Microsoft arcade games on your own. And so these were some experienced developers, some of them from EA and other places, and they thought, maybe we can do that. And Bastion was the first game they worked on, which is a freaking fantastic game if you haven't played it. 
And then Transistor was one that got a lot of acclaim. I've never played it, but like I constantly heard about how good it was and have been asked several times if I've played that game. Uh, I have not. But Hades being not their third entry, there's another game after it that I never heard of. But Hades being like their fourth entry, I think, is one of my favorite games now. And probably not one I would have played had we not done the Game Awards episode and seeing it rep so well. And from what I'm seeing, it deserves every award it got. Oh, yeah. And let me just say, yeah, this is definitely not one of the games that I thought I was going to pick up. I was not. I was going to just watch reviews on this for this one. <laughs> like, watch someone's full gameplay. Like, watch it. Because, you know, it's on Switch. You get it. Push buttons. Uh, but, you know, they talked me into actually playing it. I played on James's account and then realized a few runs into it. I was like, no, this is my perfect game. I'm, I'm going to buy it and bought it. So I'm glad we decided to review it because it's literally found me one of my favorite games. Yeah. Period. <laughs> and I, I haven't, so I, I've bought Bastion. I've probably bought and uh, purchased all their games. Never gotten more than an hour into it. Bastion <laughs> was good. It's one of those things. I think I'd pick it up for Switch though. And so is it for Switch? Bastion? I, they it's brought it out for, for everything Switch, because yeah. I would totally play that on Switch. And Hades is not one I'd play on uh, the computer or on the console per se. It's one I'd play on the go. Yeah, and so I guess on a, on a console that's portable. Yeah, like yeah Bastion's Switch. Bastion's really old, but they did bring it out on Switch. It's yeah. just that perfect sit down, chill, lay down, chill, whatever, and just run through the dungeons. Yeah. It's it's really fun for that. Now I'll say because this isn't the Bastion podcast or a Transistor podcast, but I'm going to go into them a little bit. Bastion, I had no interest in playing. I watched Shagman play it for a good portion of it, and I just it wasn't my cup of tea. And then we were talking about Transistor today, and I can see how Bastion, how they created that and created Hades, it's kind of similar layouts and stuff, but different. But then I looked at Transistor and I got real pissed off because it looks like they just made. The same game with different characters, different stories, same layout, same menu, same environments. It just pissed me off. It looked like it could have been a fun game, not my type of game. Hades is my type of game. But, <laughs> Hades uh, is for me. Hades is for me. I belong in hell. Um, <laughs> but it definitely looked a little more techno. I like it probably got him to Hades, but I don't know. It To me, it just looked like one of those games you find on the Nintendo Switch early on where they just made it the same game. And they just use the same assets over and over. Like, I'm talking the dollar games on the Switch. Yeah. The dollar games. Maybe. I've never played it and don't know much about it, so I, I can't I really agree. speak to it. It definitely has a similar style, though. Oh, way too similar. <laughs> way too similar. It, is, it is the same artist, so... Or lead, lead art well, designer, them, I, mean, I should I think say. Hades is where they really bust out as a studio. And, they, and you see some diversity in their art style. Yeah, and well, you can definitely see that it is very different than um, Bastion while still having the notes of the art style of Bastion, in my opinion. I just felt, because I'll use this, Dr. Seuss, all of his books, same universe, same type of people, different story, um, and, and quite different layouts. The houses are different, but you could tell it's the same person that did it. Bastion, I could tell it's the same person that did it. Transistor, looks like they exactly just used everything. They just used everything <laughs> and made a new story. So that's where I'm a little, a little bothered. But again, moving on. <laughs> yeah, so... Like, the studio is well-known for Bastion and for, you know, a lot of other games. They've done very well with their, I believe, with their launches and with their games in the past. With this one, um, it just definitely seemed like a bigger team. And when they went to go launch, um, they had a, a couple of hiccups, but it definitely was one of those launches uh, that kind of puts you on edge. Because we watched the documentary, at least, I think, me and you, Shag, right? Yeah. You. I was too busy playing and beating the game. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a, out of the t- so you're the one that's got all the info on beating it. We, I'm the game master. These guys are the everything else hey, masters. Hey, did you beat Ghost of Tsunami? I did, and I've platinumed it. He did. <laughs> Not quite platinum, but it's close. But we wanted they, to make that announcement publicly here. Yeah, he, yeah. After getting I, shamed, I got shamed hard, and then I screamed it at the end of one podcast. But I did beat it. It's been a couple weeks now. It's beautiful. <laughs> so with the launch, it was that uh, they announced the game and then we went into early access on the Epic Game Stores at the Game Awards show. Which yeah, so it was, it was cool. an announcement and a launch launch at the same time, which was probably a lot in and of itself. You know what I, I mean? It seems like it happens. It'd be tricky. Uh, I don't want to say a lot, but it seems like they do it a few of those at each of those game awards, they like I'm, I'm announce just saying, something. I don't know if they necessarily do releases, but I'm just saying it it's is, like an extra layer on top of just getting your game out. You're like trying to keep everything hush hush and do a release, like a trailer, and time ooh. it perfectly. Yeah. Ugh, I knew, it's like the best way to do it, and I think it really like if they would have had their uh, site up and working without a 404 error, uh, it would have been the perfect launch. But <laughs> well, technically, it was. So, I mean, if do you want to tell the story of what happened? No, go ahead and tell the story. All right. So, basically, they Epic Games, because of the way things work on the back end, had to put the game up in the store early. So, the game went up in the store uh, well before the trailer was going to happen because they knew they were going to be in the early portion of the show, but they couldn't get an exact timetable of when that was going to happen. So, they're crossing their fingers, checking Twitter, making sure that no one was on Epic's page, like announcing the game before they got to show their trailer. But then one of the employees discovered just before they were going into the trailer that if you follow the link that is advertised at the end of the trailer, which I believe was playhades.com, it didn't go anywhere. It was just 404. And so literally as their trailer is showing at the game awards, they're sitting there clicking the link and it's not working. Uh, but the guy that found it is at back at base working on it and he gets it working before the end of the trailer. And I'm assuming the end of the trailer is where they tell you, go to this page. Exactly. And so they're just sitting yeah. there smashing it before well, it actually were, gets announced so, where they got to so go. So in a sense, it was a perfect launch because everything was working when it needed to work when the game was announced. However, that's a clutch move. <laughs> like um, it, was, it was like, we're either going to make it or not make it. And it's happening now. <laughs> From my understanding, it, they didn't catch it right at the end of the trailer. That They were looking at the traffic, and that's when they're like, oh, uh... This isn't so they nope, had to you'll have to rewatch that. So they they had it working by the end of the trailer, but at the beginning of the trailer it was still down. So they caught it before the trailer started, but like right before the trailer started. Okay. So and they got working on it. So was Simon Pegg and Tom Cruise part of that team? Because that's Mission Impossible. Oh shit. my gosh. <laughs> I don't know about you, but they must have been slapping at some uh, keys getting they, that ready. I mean. The, yeah, going into technicalities of that, like <laughs> the domain <laughs> and making sure that it, like the domain's live can take uh, the DNS up to an hour or a full day for that to propagate. So, yeah, they were very lucky. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they missed some pre uh, some cells because of that because it doesn't propagate out to the whole world very easily. Oh, so yeah, maybe it's uh, it still would be a little bit of a mess. Um, but still, cool story. They're right. doing great. It's not like it ended up hurting them really at all. It's just countdown. It should be made time. That's a game movie that needs to be made. Yeah, like you're sitting in the audience <laughs> at the game awards with your game about to release and then just realizing that your your game isn't live. Like yeah. you, no one can buy it. Hey guys. I would be like legitimately needy. I, like the Depends Adult Undergarment would need to be in play yeah. there. Everything <laughs> we've planned, everything we've 
everything we've planned culminates on today, and we've planned it to the point where it's going to work perfectly. Oh shit! No one can actually get to the game. Yep. Oh hell! All of our planning, stressful and, moment. And their development is very smooth. Like they're they really like you watch those videos, and they they do seem like they're very professional. So it's not like it jumped out of anywhere. Yeah, they weirdly have like a three year development cycle for all these games. So. So Whatever system they're years, running, it works. Yeah, full three years work before it's even launched. So like when it's done, it three was, more years. It was in early access for two years, and they imply. By the way, this is a no clip documentary, and I recommend watching it. It's got six parts to it. We'll have it in the description. But um, yeah, they they imply that this took about three years as well. They Bastion took three years. Transistor took three years, I believe. Whatever the other one is, Dart. Or whatever it's called, took three years. Is this three years before the uh, um, the early access? So oh, this is no, this is just their de- full on development. Uh-huh. So yeah, including yeah, so. including getting up to early access and then the release wow. of the game. So, so they, start to finish three years. They worked years. on it for two years and then it wait. was in early access for two years. So they worked on it for a year and then two years in early access. It came out in, in 2019 and then came out in 20 or it, early access 2019 came out in 2020. Okay. So it was, it was a backwards of what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, I'm Either the, way, the only it's reason just I interesting that, that all three of their, or all four of their games have been like a three year development right. cycle. That's the like o- a nice, nice, neat little bow of a. The dev only cycle. reason I mentioned that is because that'd be so impressive for that type of game to make it in a year to, <laughs> and hit early access. Because I saw some stuff on early access. It was very impressive. Well, you know, when you have the whole game built from a different game and all you got to do is just put it in a couple of different <laughs> character models. Yeah, I guess three years is possible. You need to watch that documentary. It's going to blow your mind. It's blown. <laughs> so, uh, I, sorry to break into this, but uh, is there any more things you wanted to mention on the dev stuff? Well, yeah. I mean, like, so that no clip documentary, like I was mentioning, shows those little snafus that happened. But I really enjoyed watching it as we're just getting, like, we're right on the cusp of jumping into full development for our game. Um, the beginning stages of that. And so it was really fun for me to watch and see kind of the inside. And it wasn't very in-depth. It's very, like, superficial stuff that you're seeing in the documentary. But just some of the challenges and how some of their workday goes. Um, And I found it really interesting. Like, one of the things that they do over there is every month they have a playtest day, and everybody plays on that same day. They play the same build, and you're required to come with notes uh, towards the end of the day and talk about your experience bugs that you ran into things that you didn't like that you might prefer to be adjusted a different way just as a player like your notes on the game so it's not just not just from the dev side of things but just like what's going to make this a better game and we've talked about that in other podcasts as well where we think that pl- as the developers of the game playing the game is hugely important to making sure that you're going to have a good product. So it was cool to see that here, but uh, a different approach than the last company. I can't remember which company we talked about last time that had that same type of thing, but it was a different approach where they just did it once a month, but it was a minimum of 90 minutes that they had to play. They could play longer, but I, I actually think that's a really cool um, idea. Great ideas. Actually watching that. It's like, if you want to build a studio at least with a couple of guys at the very beginning, if it's not just you, yeah, I would watch this to get some notes because they really feel like, I feel like they had it streamlined in a lot of ways. Yeah, and so, even so. though it's a bigger team for this game compared to their other games, it's still a, a relatively small team. Well, it's good to have those processes in, in play because uh, doing those demos every month, that's so important to play it through without a development mind 
per se, like being in the editor to actually play a build because yeah. you're going to see it differently, drastically differently. Um, just because when you're working with it in, you know, let's say the Unreal Engine, it just looks different. Even when you're playing it, it doesn't have the the lights built or any or the lighting built or anything. So I, I don't know what engine they're using on this one. Do you know? I don't, but I know I they remember. changed it when uh, they decided to launch on Switch. They upgraded the engine to something else. And oh. I know that that was a big overhaul because you have to kind of go through and make sure that nothing broke while you oh, transferred everything over. That's a massive thing. Luckily, so. the type of game that they have, I think, should work a little bit better yeah. for that type it of did. thing. It did. It gave it better. It was just better performance as well. So it, it boosted the game's performance overall, but also enabled it to, I think they basically moved it to native code um, so that it could be more accessible to other platforms. I mean, really, Switch was kind of the breakout platform release. I really should have looked this up because I bet you it's Unity. Maybe. I yeah, I don't know. I've never that checked one does so well was uh, porting to Switch. I bet you could Google it. <laughs> I bet I could, but... Uh, it's probably worth the Google working with Epic's probably Epic, so... As, as as people who are planning to do like an early access ourselves, one of the things that I found interesting was how important it was for them to watch streamers, and they were watching it as like the day that they released it. They were watching streamers play their game uh, to get that feedback of initial impressions and stuff, but they also were paying attention to like they were catching bugs that the player wasn't catching and just going, oh, we need to like they were joking about her like, okay, we're watching this specific streamer. We need to message him to stop playing so we can push out this patch to fix Hydra and then have him go back and fight Hydra again. Oh my gosh, <laughs> That's the player genius, wasn't though. noticing at all, yeah. they, and they were just kind of laughing about it. And then on top of that, and this is the part that I really found interesting is just the the reactions and insights when players were commenting about boons, commenting about the weapons, just getting that feedback. In a non-direct, which they did have all those things. They had the Reddit, the um, forums, all that stuff for feedback. But on top of that, you have a less filtered and less like aggressive, depending on who's writing the, the feedback. It's just a raw feedback of a guy playing a game and reacting to it, or girl. So I think that that was something that we should take a note from as well as if, if slash when we get into our early uh, early access stage of things. Uh, that we're watching people play and seeing how it's being received by them oh, and yeah. seeing what they want out of the game. Cause that did really well for these guys. Uh, they stayed in early access for a long time. And by the time they, so the, the 1.0 release was the switch release. That was when the game was complete. So the complete build came out for PC and switch and they call it 1.0, but all of that insight came from all the feedback loops that they had, as well as um, consistently watching people stream their game and play it. And they, what was cool about it is seeing that they had a user base that was there and, and ready for when patches came out. Cause some patches came like every month or so, but then there would be certain patches that were major patches that would take quite a while. So they'd go a while with oh, nothing yeah. and then they'd go to push it and hope that people were going to still stream the game and still be interested in it, which is kind of the gamble you take when you do do early access. Oh yeah. And the early access, like they, they killed it. I think with the early access, um, to get additional feedback, and they did a really good job with this type of game. Um, but once COVID hit, because they were still in early access when they, when COVID hit, right? Yeah, they were just leading up to the 1.0 release. So um, they were in, well, COVID's been for a while. So yeah, they were in early access for a good hunk of that. And then when they made the deal with to come onto the Switch and to get to the complete build of the game, mm-hmm. they were still in COVID at that point as well. So they actually had to film the twitch announcement under covid like regulations keeping distance i think there was only the cameraman and the guy that they were recording for the trailer and that was the first time they'd been back in the studio since they left and stopped going when covid originally broke out but 
at that time, like during COVID, there was a break in at their studio, which is super dumb. Like, I don't know, maybe these aren't video game people, but like, if you are a video game pe- person and you're breaking into, and they were using like the riots and stuff as cover because San, San Francisco, I believe, is where these guys are based. So they're really close to uh, City Hall or Town Hall. So they're just kind of right in the area. Uh, fortunately, a lot of their main stuff didn't get really screwed with. Their desks were fine. None, not too many of their personal effects, but like all the instruments that they made the music with, because they have one guy in house that does all the music for this game. And all those instruments were taken, a couple other things of value. But most the of the real work? assets for the game, yeah, the computers weren't too messed with. And, and the looters didn't go in and just like knock everything over and ransack the place. Why so would- one guy was kind of saying like, at least they were polite about it. I mean, I'm not oh. condoning what they did, but at least they were polite about it. They, they just had a fever. For more music in their soul. Yeah, I'm that's gonna, the only thing I could think of. I know. How like, do you pass all the computer uh, equipment if you're looking to make money? You look at that stuff. You're like, that's expensive stuff. But you grab them. I know a middle school band teacher buy this shit. But yeah, they still they still hit their deadlines and got got the game released and all that despite a break in, despite COVID. So it was really Yo. interesting. Wow, what a lot of challenges to try and overcome, let alone COVID. Anyone that's developing, working on, and releasing a game during COVID, that's that's a challenge enough. And boy, howdy, did these guys do it right over CD Projekt Red. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Drastically different game, drastically different scale. Uh, Just a little jab there, but it's getting better. It's, yeah, well, I'm really curious to see how that one's going to go. This, they just killed it the whole way through. But wild challenges to get into. Uh, so going into the game now, getting away from development side of things and coming into the game, the actual meat and potatoes of this sweet, sexy shit. They did such a good job with how this game is and how grindy it is, not giving the story away right at the beginning. Because yeah. every run, they give you a little bit more with the characters and the dialogue between them. There's always something more to get you. Yeah. And like, it's a good thing to bring up because there are lots of characters. Um, there's the characters that are giving you your boons. Um I guess that's technically everyone on Olympus. And then your family that's kind of there in Hades with you and some other denizens of of Hades. But you're interacting with these people constantly. So every time you die, you come back. There's usually at least one or two people that you can have a conversation with. And what blew me away, like I'm 23 runs deep in this game. Like you die a lot, Uh, but it's fun because every time you come back, your dad makes some quip about it. Um, it's so hilarious. He's like, Are you done yet, boy? And even as you go out on some, oh, he still berates you. You know? look at. Or if you die <laughs> early on after doing it a couple times, I think he really digs in. Yeah. He's like, Well, that killed you. I like, too, that he'll comment. And this is not even getting into the dialogue. This is just like little one liners that your guy will say. Like, he'll die and he'll be like, I hate that stupid Hydra. But even those little quips, there's so much dialogue. Like, 23 runs of the same freaking thing. Not the same. It changes like the runs change, but it is the same. Um, and then you get these little bits from each guy. Like your conversations with Achilles feel like they're advancing each time you come back. He talks about the run that you just did, or if you've had several runs, he'll kind of be like, "Maybe I didn't train him well enough." But yeah. like every time, it's new. I haven't seen a single regurgitated piece of conversation yet. Uh, a couple of the one-liners I have, but 
I've been through a lot of those one-liners. I'm yeah. surprised at how many of those they recorded. Hypnos has a couple. The guy that you first meet coming out of the river, you mm-hmm. know, after you die. He'll, he has a couple because, I mean, you're going to die a lot. So yeah. there's only so much he can say about it. But I love he'll even comment on, like, if you die to the sisters. Oh, you died to those sisters and this and this happened. Yeah. Oh, a skeleton beat you up. Huh? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Hydra again. Oh, shucks. Like, what it's am just I? crazy shit that he says. And it's most of the time it's even new for him. Yep. One of my favorites was uh, Dusa, who spends most of the game running away from you because clearly she has a crush on you. Uh, and she's a play on Medusa, I'm imagining, because it's just a floating head with snake hair. And her name's Dusa. But uh, <laughs> w- one of the... So eventually she stops running away from you. So that's like an interesting thing that happens as well as as you keep conversing with her, she gets more comfortable with you. But then on top of that, you come in at one point, and this just happened on my last run last night before I came in today, and... Your guy goes up to her and he's like, hey, so I just realized that I've been fighting a bunch of Gorgons out there and are, are they your relatives? And she's like, yeah, like kind of. They're like those relatives that you don't really talk about and they're just like, <laughs> you don't really want to acknowledge that they're part of the family. And then he's like, okay, so like I have your permission to continue to just keep mercilessly killing them, right? And she's like, oh yeah, go ahead. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I was like, dude, and the dialogue is all like this. And then another thing that uh, I love is Hades is the narrator, like of all the things. And so there's a lot of fourth wall breaking where, especially if it's like a memory, like when you sneak out at night, uh, when you do your first runaway trip, um, Hades will be narrating as you're going into his office and stuff. And even in that flashback, your guy will be like, hey, I'm trying to be sneaky here. Can you like keep it down? Or um, when you go to new parts of the game, it'll be like, and Zagreus made it to to Agaroth or whatever. And he'll be like, you again? He's like, geez, you have something to say about everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is super funny because when you, when you talk to Hades, he's really irritated that you're trying to leave. You can tell there's some of that fatherly, like you're not following in my footsteps and he's kind of upset about that, but he's putting out an extra gruff exterior about well, it. He's also not telling you anything about what you should be doing either so yeah nothing at all but then he's narrating your whole escape like all 23 of your escape attempts and every time there's just these little quips that are different watching from his little uh room he's like and this asshole over here yeah he's gonna be going over here and dying well he kind of has to watch you because i mean spoiler he's the end boss so he's got to know when to go from hell to go to the surface and stop you. Well, there's there's two things I should point out with Hades specifically as well that are funny. So there's one memory where it talks about how you kind of got to the point where you're leaving. And basically you had a job to do and you sucked at it. And the best part about that is because Hades is narrating as you go up to these tasks. He's just like, oh, and Zagreus, a normal person would have been able to handle this no problem. But Zagreus and his laziness was not able to to excel at this task every single one that you go up to and and click the little oh what's this glowy thing button and you can just see that it's just hades just being like yeah you suck at everything that's why i fired your ass (laughs) you'll even scratch the dog cerberus and he'll be like just oh yeah that's a great dog you know and he's loving it and he sat there pissed off you know or something to that effect of he really hated that scratch and he's lucky he didn't rip your arm off type of deal but it's just like barely tolerated zagreus's yeah exactly like barely tolerated his scratches but the one time you'll see hades like be hades in the moment of of these escape attempts is anytime you go into one of the troves he'll come in the screen will get red and he'll be like 
oh you fool that's mine don't like leave the leave the troves alone and then he'll send in a whole bunch of dudes after you and they're basically like survive for an amount of time and then whenever they don't he gets mad at his minions or he'll be like fine whatever i don't have time for this but that's like the moments where i feel like he's like you know he's watching you because he's just like you stay away from my treasure troves <laughs> he knows what's he's got that shit booby trapped he knows when you're trying to sneak uh, but, in i mean long story long though and this is still in tyson's quote <laughs> that there is so much dialogue that is not repetitive they don't feed spoon feed you the story up front and it just adds little bits as you go along like you have a conversation with your mother she'll reveal just a tidbit you'll stew on that because it's a it's a roguelike so you're more interested in running but it's enough narrative to keep you interested in what's actually happening in the game so it's not just the power and the loot that you're after you want to know the next piece like chaos has some of the best little bits of information Mm -hmm. when you go into his world yeah they i think they planned it pretty well to balance it because for me i need some of that narrative or i'm just gonna get bored i get bored with dungeon crawlers and some other ones without enough uh, narrative or something there to make it interesting yep. why I'm there and they do a really good job of leaking that in throughout the yeah, whole these game. games fall very much into a fun for a while genre for me which is why I don't typically why I didn't play transistor like no matter how good you say it is it'll be fun for a second and then I'll be done with it this game like I plan on playing it so much that I will have Hades decked out with all the decor that you can get at some point because there's no reason to stop playing yeah there really isn't and over time like you are doing the same thing over and over. You're running through all the different kingdoms of hell, beating the guys, beating the same bosses. For the most part, they do a good job of changing things up. But it's to a point where it's like you even you've played so many runs, you get to the end and you're like, ah, all right, I'm going to stop after this run. And then by the time you actually stop, you're like halfway through another run. Yep. And you're like, ah, I told I wasn't even going to start this dungeon. <laughs> that was me last but, night. <laughs> so like the, yeah. not only is it the dialogue, but they do a great job with the environment and the levels as well to keep you interested because it is an ever-changing level. They yep. even make that very clear. Um, the environment is the same, and while some enemies you'll run into are the same, it's a different chamber almost every time. And like you're going to have a different combination of enemies at some points. Yeah. Sometimes you'll notice it is very repetitive. It's the same enemy in the same one then all of a sudden here's these floating hands trying to chain you in this room and you're like where did these guys come from so i love that and just all the detail that they were able to put into the different levels of hell the different levels the different chambers the environment the art style i mean we could go into like the level like the level levels yeah there's (laughs) literally like like it's depth really good depth where and all the chambers like i didn't i wasn't i was kind of wondering when i first played i'm like is this is this uh, just generated on the fly? Is it uh, randomly generated? These levels, they're not. They're they actually handcrafted each one and they just swap them. Yeah, out so in you'll see a lot of the so. same. What were you calling them? Not tiles, but like chambers. Chambers, yeah, yeah chambers. You'll yeah. see a lot of the same chambers, but the, it's the the change comes more from pathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The so chambers it's, it's are the never same laid out the same. Order. Yeah. Well, uh, I I think they're not. I think they do have some pattern at one point, and so uh, it's really interesting. They may. I know they have in the code no, because they, they said they they handcraft every single chamber, and that does a lot. I, I think what it. we're trying to say is your run from this run is going to be different from this run. Yeah. It might be the same as the run fifteen yeah. runs down the road it's as just, this one, but it's, it's not going to be the same every time. And it's just crazy that they're able to just make it look so good and make it feel so natural and oh, yeah. so chaotic, and um, that's and, and then like I really don't like the what's the second level called 
uh, Asvidel, Asvidel, the lava one. Really, that's my least favorite one. It's just I hate falling into that lava. Are you still manning the shield? Uh, I go back. I just use a bunch of different ones and weapons now, but I've been do- using the shield more. The shield bash. Yeah, you got to watch it in that level. That's well, I where I. That's where I quit using the shield because I was like, I kept going into the lava. I was yeah. like, this really worked in the first level where I had walls to stop me. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I, it just all depends. Like with the shield. That's usually I get I got over there with a bunch of other weapons, but I still like oh, I yeah, didn't like the boundaries. Yeah. So and no matter what, like I don't like it. I do, it's not that big a deal. It's just I like I like having the safety bumpers like when you go bowling. Oh, I know, yeah. But I'll say it does give you this because where I first started was random dash. I'd just be rando dashing, and yeah. now I'm like trying to control those dashes, and I think that's totally what that level is doing. Yeah, is it's like, hey man, you can dash for crazy as much as you want until you get here. Yeah, like control that shit, and so it it really does change how you even play that game going from level to level. It's like I've always been pretty good about it, but some of the levels get chaotic like the witch circles. Fuck the oh, witch circles. I mean, gosh. The witch circles are bad. Uh, <laughs> but anywho, like you have to mad dash in there, especially if you don't have the deflection buff. Yeah. Like you're in hot water, so there's no way you're not going to get burned at least two or three times. Thank goodness it's pretty minimal damage for the most part, as long as you don't like stay in it. I oh, think yeah. it, I think it's- it scales. Because, like, I feel like if you just get burned, it's, like, one or two points. But if you're there for more than, like, half a second, then it's, like, it really starts cu- coming at you. Yeah, it it's definitely, it, it really wasn't, it's just annoying. It's more or less, like, I like not having to think about that thing. I can yeah. do a bunch of other things. Beating uh, beating the Hydra at the end was kind of annoying because I wanted to dash not be rest- or, uh, restricted to falling into the lava. It would have made it so much easier because I, you know, and it wasn't too bad. Like, I'd dash and avoid it, but it still was an annoying thing, but it was training you. Like, that's that whole game is just, as you progress and everything, they just make you a better player because I've noticed I'm drastically better. Yeah, I upgrade my character a little bit, but I'm also, like, just a better player. Oh, yeah. Since day one. Because even if you get all those upgrades, like, I've got my mirror on the, at least the dark side of things because you can at one point change those as well the the abilities in the mirror to a completely different ability so i've got that mostly maxed out but you can still go into those runs and get murdered in the first level you know so it's like it really does take that training because it's like i can go in there and smash all these buttons and make myself strong but if i can't dodge attacks and move out of the traps you're really going to struggle beating hades because it's it's a progression it's you know you have to make it with all your lives and all your abilities to hades with as much life and as much lives as you have left and if you have nothing you're probably not going to beat that guy well the farthest i got was to elysium and that was a nice change of pace i really enjoyed the difference um how the world feels how the art is when you hit elysium because um, so there's kind of ideas of Elysium out there in, in different movies and mythologies, so it does it. It feels like you're kind of at that like this is the place for the people that didn't suck so bad. <laughs> yes, and it, it, the characters are hard, but yeah. I, when I got there, because I got there last night, I'm like, this is awesome. I almost got to the end of that, and yeah. uh, I, I like that world. It's hard. It's definitely harder. The characters oh. are the, yeah. the enemies in that are harder, and the traps. they're harder, but they're less annoying. I, just, I found uh, all, a thing. lot of the enemies in uh, Asvidal would be way more annoying. Like those, uh, I hate the witches. I hate the dudes that do the sonic boom. I hate, hate, hate the combo of the giant Medusa head and the rock guy. Because, like, well, to be fair, I never have my armor piercing bonuses when I happen to come across that chamber, which is super annoying because that's when you need it the most. 
Because otherwise, that's just a 10-minute fight for no reason. Do you shoot your bloodstones in them? Oh, yeah. You yeah, 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 I do all that yeah. stuff. You use your special really on them? I feel like the special is great for armor, but I don't know. I haven't looked it up. There's a couple perks that are super sweet for armor. Well, I just mean as the regular, like yeah. uh, with no boons or anything. All I know is uh, I just haven't played the last two levels much. I haven't played the Temple of Sticks much, but like... I'm sure I'll get better. It's just annoying because when I went into it, I'm like, I might actually get clear of this level, but I'm like, but then I just, I did worse against some of those enemies because I just don't know the, the tricks against them like you do with everything else. But like one of the interesting things uh, going through these levels is interacting with the characters, the Olympians, your family, and uh, and the relationships you can build because you can give gifts. Yeah. Or that gift. is what What is that gift? Is it a... Nectar, I nectar, believe, is the first and one. It, the upgraded one is Ambrosia. Yeah. Okay. Once you've given enough nectar, you'll start giving Ambrosia. Okay. Or, well, they'll start wanting Ambrosia, I should say. Okay. Yeah, and so it's it's really interesting. I really like that they added that piece to it. So you can continue to interact with them, maybe even um, make them more on your side, and you get gifts from it. Like when you give the first gift... They give you back something. Yeah, it's like a trinket, which yeah. I think a lot... I wouldn't be surprised if this is overlooked by a lot of players, but those trinkets... Use them. They're so good. We'll get, I would definitely want to get into that when yeah. we get into the builds a little bit. Yeah, because, that's in uh, builds, for sure. I'm horrible at that. and that, uh, Yeah. <laughs> They're very important. But uh, it, it's just the different characters you uh, encounter in their powers, and I'm horrible at the powers. I really am. I just like, oh, this is a cool power. Does this do more damage? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with yeah. that. And then if it's like... For uh, like your uh, dash and some other stuff, I have. I'm starting to get ones I like more and more, and I'm sure I'll. Sw that's the thing. You just have to play this so much to to find out what works for you, I guess. Yeah. And then with the weapons, like uh, I think they got six different weapons that you can choose, and they're like some of them like try and build the same, but then there's other ones that uh, you definitely want different types of builds on because they just don't quite work as well as like a melee one. Well, so yeah. but. Uh, Oh, sorry, no, but yeah, so those those are important. I do like that, but it is the characters and the relationships that are really intriguing here. Um, and it's not just the fact that you give them the give them boons and build the relationship with relationships with them, because what we know about these gods is that they're jealous gods, right? Even though Zeus is the big the big baller, they all want people worshiping them more than mm -hmm. anything anything else. So they'll challenge you. They'll actually give you uh, chambers. Yeah, those with are fun. Two of their of their benefits, and you have to choose which one you want first. By whichever the way, one you want, never is piss the other one off. Never uh, picks if Poseidon is one of the options. Pick Poseidon first because out of all the ones I've dealt with, his is the most annoying when you get challenged. Oh no, there's so many. Bad are ones. there really? Oh, <laughs> and I think we call her Athena earlier, but it was Aphrodite, yeah. the goddess of love. She sends a heart that seeks after you, and it does. <laughs> those are so those Weird. are probably the most challenging oh. thing i've come across in the game but they're so fun there are a lot I of fun. love when a lot i pop into run across any of those they're rare and you start getting them more and more as you start going okay. more and more through the game um but take them every time because the other chamber it's not worth it you get two boons for the price Wait, of one battle you and you're gonna do a battle in the other one so might as well get two can you tell when there's gonna be two boons yeah, behind a door so in the chambers they'll put the icons right so it'll tell you kind of what's you'll either either get a bag for going to Charon and spending your gold yeah. or like a palm to level up your thing. Well, for the boons where it does the boon icon, it'll do two of them. Oh, I never noticed that. Yeah. That so it'll, it'll I would love to cross those, but the first time you come across it, 
you just think, sweet, I get two boons. And then you pick one, and then the god's like, How oh, I see you, you picked Poseidon over me. Uh, get wrecked. I'm going to challenge you. Just know I am a jealous god. And yeah. then freaking try and beat the hell out of you. And they've <laughs> killed me a few times on those. Like yeah. I, My greed overwhelms my sense of caution, and I die. Well, playing into but, that, too, and with these characters is uh, every time one of the little boon spheres appear or when you accept it, I should say you get these like transmissions from the gods. And I call them transmissions because that's one of the things I make clear at the beginning of the game is that you, you, you're not communicating directly with them. There's some type of interference. Uh, but basically it's a lot, it's almost like voicemails, uh, but you like can converse with them as well. But they like leave you these little messages They're like, Hey, we just found out about you. We're so excited to meet you for the first time. And that's kind of the beginning of the game. And then as you develop these relationships with them, they get a little more like personal, but every time you meet them, it's another, again, going back to the dialogue, it's new dialogue. It's uh, a further, a, fur, a furtherment of the conversation that you're having with them. And you just get to learn these gods personalities. And they're all very different. Like Poseidon, dude, I love I love Poseidon. Not just for his boons. I just like yeah. that character. And they'll talk to you, too. They'll be like, oh, Artemis already made it to you. And I think there are ways to trigger those duos as well because they'll know. Like, they'll know what abilities you picked up and who you've talked to. And it's like, oh, you're getting pretty close with Ares, huh? Mm -hmm. And Dionysus comes in and he kind of looks a little jealous. Like, oh, yeah, you guys are getting buddy-buddy. And then you know, shit, we're going to battle. Like, yep. I'm going to battle, and i got to choose. <laughs> so I feel like when they do that, too, they give you, like, rare. They're like, well, it looks like I need to up the the boon ante and so they'll give you like rares and stuff at least that's what better I've rarity or something yeah yeah, yeah so. like if you if you come across uh like you took a boon from a god and they're like oh i see aphrodite gave you this I, i'm gonna give it oh, aphrodite is the loved one we've been saying that wrong the whole time i said that like three seconds oh. ago i was saying <laughs> athena for some reason i know i clarified that already <laughs> um but anywho yeah they'll be like well let me give you something awesome too and then sometimes they'll just like tyson was saying uh, they'll give you one that just like really works well with it, which is nice. Yeah. So, uh, so in that part keeps it really entertaining as well, because again, what you're doing is endless runs through these dungeons, killing, killing monsters and trying to just get the resources to upgrade yourself. So it does keep it nice because if it did start rehashing these dialogues and making it the same crap over and over, it definitely would drain how much i'd want to play this so having those relationships and then the way that they kind of vie for your favor and then punish you for not doing what they want it, it's a lot of fun mm -hmm. and it's a neat system to keep you on your toes uh but it kind of moves us into some of the other characters that are there not the gods per se but some of the supporting characters because as you run through these chambers uh you will come across some people like one of them in the first uh, uh realm is sisyphus and he's the guy that's supposedly pushing a king, a former king, pushing against a boulder for all time and eternity up a hill. And if he ever gets it up there, it just either rolls down or appears right back at the end. So he's constantly pushing this. So he's one of the characters that are in there, but he will give you um, resources. Like he's a big room to actually go and then learning what the benefits are for each of them. Cause they'll offer you three different uh, things to choose from. Yeah. And this first guy, he'll either give you health darkness which is a currency or coin which coin you can only spend in the level runs so spend that coin mm -hmm. uh the next level asvidel is a gal named i don't know i'm not even going to try and pronounce her name you're a dice or something like that uh you're dicey you're dicey. so paradise but she'll offer three where it'll upgrade your boons and stuff, and that's a big, nice one. Yeah. Like, she'll randomly increase the level, uh, one level for four boons, or the next ones you get are increased rarity, and then the guy you find in Ethereum, 
Never found I forget, that guy. I forget, I forget that level name. The, Elysium. The Elysium. Uh, he'll he'll restore all your death defiance. Like if you've lost all of them, and you can get up to four death defiances, oh, uh, if you put the right trinkets and stuff on, he'll he'll restore them all. He'll give you sixty percent damage. So those guys alone, because you go in there and you think, okay, I'm just going to get some benefits from these guys, but they have a stories to do with the people that you meet in your realm of Hades, and so they even running across those people, it's a different communication, different dialogue every time, mm. and it's really cool trying to solve the mystery of Patrocles because I still haven't figured that fool out i haven't been able to give him any uh juice to who, get his trinkets who even as patrick he's dude. the one in ethereum <laughs> there you go man <laughs> no he's, he's the support carrier character in ethereum in uh yeah just just funny elysium elysium just funny story is i got to elysium i made it to the mid boss which is minotauros i beat him on my first try very closely and haven't even been able to get to Elysium since. The, I got there one more time, but didn't make it to the the mid boss. But it blew my mind. Like the runs are so vastly different because I went through and kind of was breezing through Elysium, and then several other runs. It's like you GD Hydra. Oh, that it's, Hydra fight is so irritating. It's so even hard. still. I've beaten it like four times now, and it's still irritating. Yeah, no, it's. Uh... I really like running into those guys when you do run into them, but I really hate how it's random to where some runs you might not run into them. Yeah, and it is random. You might not see them. And so if you are low on Death Defiance and you need uh, Patrocles and Ethereum, yeah. I know what it's called, Elysium. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if you need that fool and you don't run into him, it's it's a sad day. <laughs> but you know it's not random. This ad from our sponsors. It's ra- You've never heard this one before. <laughs> we should probably record those on the next podcast. And welcome back from that ad. Hell, thank you for uh, listening to it. If you're on YouTube, you didn't see anything, so uh, we've been here the whole time talking to you. Hacks. <laughs> uh, going into it, per- the progressive si- progression system, um, I found to be just really fun and polished. I and I know that we're picking this up. I, I'm curious how it was in the early access, but uh, just going through it because I, I, when I went through my first, I'm like, this game's kind of pissing me off. Am I actually going to be able to make it through all these levels? Because I'm like, I don't feel like I'm going to get good enough to do this. But they really do just slip that in there. And and so if you're playing this, give it a little, a couple of runs before you real, and then you'll realize it's not that bad actually. Because if if you don't give it enough runs, you're going to get really pissed off and think that this game is the hardest game in the world. Yeah, and a, a thing to point out, and we've mentioned it a little bit, but. Um, the thing that does change is your power level as you do these runs. So yes, the runs are the same, but you're coming back stronger every time you can upgrade with the, the darkness resource. Um, yeah, you can some, unlock some things that help in the dungeons with the gems by yeah. uh, remodeling. Because some will make you stronger in the runs, and some will make you permanently stronger. Yeah, and that's important because it it makes the beginning portions of the game easier and easier. And then interestingly, and I was surprised at how well balanced this is, is what they offer you for those permanent improvements um, does scale with how you're improving. So in the beginning, it's very difficult, and it doesn't seem like like you're reading the abilities, and you're like, this isn't going to help that much. But as you start unlocking things, you're like, oh, I can permanently boost my base health, or I can permanently increase the rarity of boons that I find. So like, I've never seen an, a legendary 
Boone yet, but I'm just barely my last, like maybe seven runs. I've been focusing on resource running. So that's one of the reasons that I have so many runs and haven't really progressed much is because I'm like, I just need to grab whatever weapon. Cause by the way, some weapons will crave darkness. So if you take that one, you get more darkness anytime you find darkness. Uh, And that's your main, like permanent boost stat thing. So I would have just been doing that running through key rooms, trying to get more keys. Um, I always, always, always go for Nectar when I see it because I, ju- I just want to see what happens when you max a god out on that. I arts. haven't done it yet. Don't waste yeah. your time too early. Get everyone a Nectar first. Well, the nice thing is by <laughs> doing these resource runs, a lot of what I find I can actually sell to, I can't remember homeboy's name. Jaren? Yeah. No, no, no. The other guy. The one in the in the house. Oh, the uh, the dealer dude. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, dealer. The, yeah. the drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can sell that guy and get more nectar or other use, like more keys. Oh, yeah. You can just exchange different different currencies for different things. Um, but yeah, that's what I like to do. So so my last couple of runs, I've been focusing on that because I realized that like I just want to get my base level stronger and I want to get the rarities of the boons up. That's my priority right yeah. now. So I haven't really been focusing on grabbing the most efficient boons and combo-y boons which make huge differences on your runs um and i did that early on there's some great like i already know a couple combos like when i see that room i go to that room oh yeah um oh and i well we'll get into that later but anywho so it's all important there's a whole bunch of ways to do it but you do i recommend that you pay attention to your resources because that's where your permanent the thing the only thing you're going to keep as you progress is going to come from those permanent resources yeah, I would say definitely maximize your mirror first and foremost. Spend everything there. Don't trade too much to the dealer, dude, because that those those prices are bad uh, until you don't need it. Because you actually turn out to not need those things pretty quick mm-hmm. once you get those initial ones upgraded. But then you can start transferring or trading those resources for the big shit that you need, like the diamonds and the Titan blood, because those are you don't really get those and you need those for powering up your weapons. And there are ways to get them. But it's learning the progression systems because once you fix the mirror and then you get the contractor unlocked, then you get these heat bounties and that just makes everything more harder because then it's literally you increase their damage like so many different difficulty factors to to start getting these bounties. So really, it is a huge progression system, but it does make sense. It's just large. So yeah. get in there, save the stuff, start figuring things out, and then it'll all make and sense. A little bit more on the progression system thing, and I just I, we don't have to dive too much more into this, but I just want to. I just like how the story progresses. I like how pretty much every aspect of the game has a its own like subsystem that progresses throughout the game. So you, you go, you die, you go back in, you have to talk to people to progress the story, go sleep to progress the story, go um, give gifts that can kind of help with the story too. Mm -hmm. But then like you can build your character out and we've already talked about all that. um, But we can go into the progression system of the builds now, which is um, one that I'm really bad at. Well, there's a lot to it. I, I'm really, I'm getting better. And I I feel like the builds I make, I'm like, are probably short-term good, long-term potentially bad. But I haven't, I, I'll, I'm willing to play this game and just make the mistakes to get the good builds, to figure out what I like to get to the end. Obviously, you found a build that you liked to get to the oh. end that you don't like, though. But no, you it's, like it changes. It that's the thing, though. It just depends on the weapon you're using. And then realistically, and that's the other part of the progression system that I like a lot, is because they give you, have you guys discovered the faded list yet? 
the faded yeah, list yeah. of prophecy or anything yeah. like that. So the cool thing about that is they challenge you with using everything. They want you to use everything. And then so when you start using these bounties, start looking at the boons, I mean, and then it'll tell you if it's a faded choice. So it says faded choice if you haven't ever selected it yet. And then that way, it's an easy way to start filling out these fate, these faded choices and getting the massive rewards for it. Because you get diamonds, titan blood, loads of loads of gems, loads of darkness for for completing mm -hmm. these things. Um, so that's another way to keep track of it all and 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 help yourself get a little bit stronger. Um, but the builds, though, the builds really do get difficult. And the only time I've been able to beat Hades uh, has been with the gloves. And I hate the gloves. I hate them. I don't like them. But they are so strong. And their boons and the abilities that you can get on them are nuts. So I will speak just about those ones. Um, what I like to do with those is I like to, on my dash, uh, I like to get Athena's ability that when you dash, you can deflect and uh, deal damage. Mm -hmm. And I'm not so much worried about the damage as I am just the deflection. So yeah. I won't really level that one up very much because I, I really just want it for the deflect. And it's not a percentage of damage. It's just a fat set set amount of damage. So in the end, it's not a lot. Uh, really worth it to level it up, I guess is what I'm saying. On my attack, I like to put either... I like with the gloves. I like hangover because you can stack the damage, get it up to five, and then they're really ticking with dot damage. Mm. So then you've got that dot damage on them. You're dealing your damage. You're throwing your stones in them, and it just really starts pumping out the damage. Now with the next one, I like to do with the, my special. Uh, if I can get Doom on there, I will. Mm -hmm. If I can't, I'll try and get a Poseidon ability that knocks them away because then you can get, once you get something that knocks them back, you can start getting more benefits from Poseidon that deal rupture damage. So I'm looking for all of the ways that I can deal more and more damage on top of the damage that I'm already dealing with. So I've got dot damage on my attack. I've got a main massive set of damage that comes a couple of seconds after my my special lands mm -hmm. and then on my cast i like getting a thunder a lightning one from zeus on that so it chain lightnings between them all because with the small mobs you can clear them out really good and i have three casts at this point so i can clear them all out with that and then uh you can also get other little abilities that will stack on those and not replace them so anything that will stack and not replace those boons uh, because you never want to lose your hangover for something that's just going to give you a percentage of damage up so that's what i really liked with that and then the the trinket wise i would run the butterfly that thanatos gives you or Thanat yeah thanatos uh he's the god of death and what it will do is you can upgrade these trinkets as well so the more uh chambers or things that you clear you're going to upgrade how well the benefit gives you mm -hmm. so it starts off with like a 0 0.8 percent damage increase or maybe it's like a one percent damage increase i can't remember Exactly. But then as you level it up, it'll do 1.1 and then or 1.5 and then 2 2% damage increase as long as you clear each chamber without taking any damage. So if you can clear the whole thing, not take any damage, that's 2% damage on top of everything else, all your boons. So every chamber that you can do that, I got it up to 26% damage. 26% damage on top of everything else? That's insane. <laughs> and that's not even good. I suck at clearing those chambers. But yeah, so learn those things because there's one that does dodge too. If you clear the chamber fast, it will increase your dodge chance. 
So, and then some of these trinkets where it's real work really well with the weapons. So, sorry, I love nerding out about this because it's it's my f I love it. Min maxing, man, min maxing and learning the best stuff about it really just gets me amped yep. up. So that's my bit on the builds. Really learn about what they're doing, and then with the weapons. You can upgrade them with Titan Blood and unlock even more things that they can do and then start claiming the, the Titan Blood and the Diamonds and the Ambrosia again because you can only get those with one weapon. But if you change the skill on it, it kind of makes it a new weapon. So I, I think you oh. can get those again because I started getting them again and those are the only things I'm changing. I did not know that. Sorry, a lot of information. <laughs> I got really excited and freaking just went out a million miles a minute. But, I, dude, the builds in this, it's, it's because of all the different gods and all the different benefits from the support characters and the shit you can buy from chair and they they really give you everything to get good builds and like artemis she has one where all of your attacks if you attack special cast uh you fire an arrow that seeks them so it's even more damage that you're putting yeah. onto it so it's just man they did an awesome job at balancing those boons making you feel powerful and even if you can't get the ones that you need you still feel like a super strong badass and then it's just learning I'm not always going to get the best one, so what can I make work? And that's why I brought up the Faded List to begin with and forgot where I was going with it. But it, it really is. Choose them all. Learn what they all do. Even if you're on your best run and all of a sudden you get a selection with one Faded Choice, just choose it, man. Choose it and you're, it'll blow your freaking mind. <laughs> oh, last thing on the gloves. <laughs> Upgrade it. Upgrade it when you get the blood so you can get the magnetic cutter. Yep. It magnetizes people to you and deals so much damage. It's the it's single. So, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but that's my build. What? Did, sorry, sorry. So what did you build on? Like, what was your, at least to the point you got, well, like, what were you leaning Let's talk more for? about just, like, builds in general, and then I can go into kind of how I, how I build, but I haven't really locked anything down yet. Oh, I, I don't, that was my general build. I, I, your general build? So. My general build was very... But no, so like... Oh, good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but that's my build. What? Did, sorry, sorry. So what did you build on? Like, what was your, at least to the point you got, well, like, what were you let's leaning Let's talk more for? about just, like, builds in general. You can re-roll them and get them, but it's... You can have damage output. You can be a tank and get life and just go for life and damage reduction. You can make your casting ability like turn into a storm or turn into a drunken bog. There's just so many different can, ways that you can build yourself and build those skills. And it's all about, do I want to be close or do I want to be far? Do I want to deal a lot of damage or not take a lot of damage? And there's ways you can make enemies either deal, you know, less damage and move slow or you just deal more to them. So it, feels like a lot of just balancing where it's finding out what works for the style where what um like if you're trying to build out a certain way and you have a certain weapon and then you have you know you want to get certain skills that will mesh well with each other because you can obviously because i've done a couple runs where i'm like this is garbage oh yeah these are garbage but i have found that one of the ones i've liked more and more is the dash doom where you just leave behind that uh that doom and it's just yeah. awesome because it does and i'll just like especially with the shield just dash around everywhere leave, oh yeah and then i'll dash around then i'll, then I'll da you know yeah like with the keepsake with the trinket oh that's right I'm, I'm just running the old spiked collar that's fine yeah, it's good health good health have a, that health because i tried running without with something else to try to because with encounters you level them up mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm gonna try leveling something else up did horrible without it because I, I, I used to that health yeah. so once i start getting my health up in other ways i'll 
maybe switch to another trinket, but I, I can't go without yeah. that one. No, <laughs> need that spiked color. I went with a skelly tooth for a long time because uh, it gives you another death defiance. Yeah. So, but then I started again. I just found that butterfly. Started out with that, and then if I got to the end and I needed the tooth, I'd put it on then because it'll lock you out if you yeah. try and swap it. Um, but uh, no, yeah, it's it's it really is learning those things because I got a knockback skill where it's like do increase knockback. I had no skills that did knockback. Nothing. So it was a wasted boon. And I never got a knockback skill because it is random, but I never got anything that would knock them back because I took something that took the one off my punch or something like yeah. that, you know? So it really did make it garbage. So there are ways you can get those skills. And, and if you're not paying attention to what they do and how they're going to benefit your other skills and your other um, abilities, you're just, you're really going to get a, a hot mess of garbage and uh, the Furies are going to whoop your ass. You're not going to make it past the Furies. That first Fury for the first several times is rough. Yeah. So the the builds do change based on your weapons, and I do think that different abilities are available from the gods depending on what weapon you bring. Yep. Not always. Like, melee ones tend to be the same. Yeah. Uh, and ranged ones tend to be the same, but then, like, the shield has some unique... Like, the shield inherently bashes. So you get um, bonus bash damage is one of the things that you can get. Or knockback damage, I think it is. Well, and those are the Daedalus hammers. So those ones are pure it yeah. upgrades to your weapon. Yeah. So they are going to be That's different. one of my strategies to my build is if I see a Daedalus hammer, that's the first thing I go for. And you should. It's like, it's the hardest one to notice how good it is, but it also seems to be the most effective one. Like all my, all my best runs have been ones where I've hit a lot of Daedalus yep. hammers. And those basically just upgrade your weapon for the most part. Yeah. But, um, I typically, when I'm not grinding for um, resources, I typically do the gloves. I go the magnetic uppercut route because, A, I haven't so unlocked good. the higher ones, and, B, it's clutch for ranged enemies. It is so clutch. But so on top good. of that, any of the any of the attack ones that stack, so whether it be Doom, whether it be the uh, Hangover, or even uh, Zeus's Lightning I really like on the gloves because yeah, that helps good. deal with, like creature heavy rooms you can just annihilate especially if you power that up mm -hmm. um i really really like to either on the first level i like deflect um the deflect dash but outside of that typically poseidon's uh damage dash is the one i like the most you're crazy because i cray. trying to de deal damage where i'm leaving from is a lot harder to manage it works well against hydra i've noticed oh. I'm not worried about that damage. But, I just purely use it because, as a deflect. Because I'm using gloves and I have to be in close anyways, that extra damage from dashing in and, and knocking them back so it gives you room to kind of single people out makes it so nice. And you combine that with the Zeus's chain lightning just on attacks, just on your normal attacks. It's amazing. So things like that, uh, any of the stack damage or added damage bonuses are good. I don't typically like almost any of Artemis's buffs until I get later in the game, and then I want that added crit chance higher damage. She, yeah, she, her, her stuff doesn't seem to be or seem to be useful as the other ones, but she offers awesome damage upgrade like throughout her stuff the criticals and stuff mm -hmm. so i've actually started leaning a lot more towards artemis yeah well early uh, game is all for her it. early game i don't yeah. like her late game she's clutch oh yeah but yeah so all in all it's gonna be the builds that are gonna really take you as far as you're gonna go so learning the boons learning those things it's gonna get you to the bosses and i'm telling you pretty soon you're not gonna need that poseidon dash 
Because I don't even need to get near the Hydra to kill it, even with the gloves on. You get that long freaking punch on those things from the Daedalus hammer, you just sit in the back eating your popcorn, throwing out right hooks, and that, that Hydra is dead. But it's the bosses that really make this fun. So the first level, it's the Furies, and it's Meg, Tisiphone, and uh, Electo, I believe, are their names. And they're pretty fun. I like that they offer three varieties there. Very smart, because that the, that's the first boss you're always going to see. So getting some difference there, a lot of yeah, fun. It's the one you fight the most. Yeah, you're, you're going to fight that guy the most, so might as well have some variety into it. The next one in Asvidel, because that's Tartarus. That's the Tartarus Kingdom, and Furies are the boss. And they do have midway bosses that you can run into, but I'm not. Who cares? Uh, Asvidel, that is the Bone Hydra. And I've noticed, depending on what weapon you're bringing in, they change as well. Mm -hmm. And they, they change, because if you have a ranged weapon, it's going to know it's got to have something a way to get out and touch you. Uh, so I like the way it changes, even cosmetically. It, 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 it cosmetically changes as well. And that one's a hard son of a bitch, because obviously Hydras are difficult to kill. Yeah. You gotta chop off all their well, heads. Well, and when they when when the multiple heads pop out and then they're dropping the bombs that spawn more dudes, oh. if you can't stay on top of the ads, it can get pretty chaotic. Oh yeah, you'll 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 be swarmed. But I do worse with the uh, when they all have the ranged attacks. That's where I really get in oh. trouble. It's and that's if I'm not controlling my dash, I'm literally dashing into damage. Yep. Like I'm like I they'd fire them all around me. I'd be in the one safe spot, and then I'm like dash dash into a radius of a bomb. <laughs> That's where some abilities are nice because they can yeah. cancel out those attacks. A lot of Athena stuff, if you put them all on her shit, like you're deflecting everything, but then you're weak. Yeah. But uh, So anyway, that's a fun one. Then you go up to uh, Elysium, and then uh, the boss there is actually two of them. You got to fight yeah. the Minotaur, which I forget his name. Min I think it's Minotauros, and he's a mid-boss because you fight him, and your guy's like, you're the strongest dude in on Elysium, yeah. how on earth are you not the floor boss? Yeah. And he's like, I'm not. And when you kick his butt, he actually just is like, oh yeah, you're strong enough. And then he leaves. Yeah. He's um, like, well, we'll see you later. Straightforward boss fight, but difficult to not get damage. I've noticed that one's a hard one to not take damage on, but it's predictable. So it's easier to manage it. That's what I was going to say. Once you learn his swings, it's a piece of cake, but then you get into them and he is one of the bosses, but then it's a guy named Theseus. I believe he has a shield and a spear pain in the ass. I don't have any strategies for that one. Go for the Toro or go for the shield guy. Either way, you're going to take lots of damage. Never <laughs> <seen> use <laughs> your abilities. Use call abilities. If you haven't been using the call abilities, use them. Here's a quick question about call abilities. How the hell do you charge the god meter? Because mine never charges, him. dude. I yeah, freaking, I, I've taken call abilities three times, and one time have I been able to summon uh, it. you got to attack a lot. Hmm. A lot. And uh, there might be damage, too. Like, if you get damaged, it might reduce it. I think once it fills the bar, though, it's locked in until the end of the battle. Because once the battle's over, it drains, and then you got to restart it. So use it. You see a bar? Click that, son of a bitch. So who do you fight in the Temple of Sticks, then? So moving forward, it is you go to the Temple of Sticks, and it's like the Labyrinth, and that is where Cerberus is called this three-headed beast. And really what all this three-headed beast. And really what you're going to do there, because the whole time you're going through this learning you're giving the dog some scratches you're telling it how much you love it and it loves you you're not gonna fight this thing 
You're not gonna fight this thing. It's gonna make you run through Seder holes and find juicy treats for the doggo. And then you <laughs> give it to the doggo, and then you get the boss battle beat notification, and it's like, you beat the dog, and then it's like, but you know, really, not really. It's like you gave it a treat. He's, a, he's like, okay. He's fine. I, I, liked it. I saw <laughs> that when I was watching a thing, and I really yeah. liked that. And they change it all the time. Like, it's great. I love even on that stuff. They totally could repeat a lot of that, and it's new almost every time. So then you get through the gates, you've you've found the 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 treat for Cerberus and then you could buy a bunch of shit from Charon at that point like save your coin because um, it's great stuff there and then you fight Hades first time I fought him I had one death defiance and I had like zero life on my current bar and I got the gloves the things I hate the most so I'm bashing beating the shit and then I kill him and he drops to his knees and I'm like haha I'm the victor and then he gets back up and go Super Saiyan, and then it was really hard, and I was like, great, I'm not going to beat it, and it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I'm fighting my hardest, I'm dashing my hardest, my uh, my life's down to one, and I beat him! And then you go see your mom, and she's a nice lady, and she's a boss, and she beats, no, just she does, she whoops you with a switch. Your mom's a nice lady. But no, so those, those are the bosses, they are a lot of fun, they do change, and every time you make it to Hades, because you'll notice as you talk to him in the chambers, he doesn't really tell you much, you're in front of all of his subordinates, so he's really not going to give you much leeway on what you're asking, but you get him in this final arena, and that's where he starts opening up a little bit more and telling you things, and then until you can't beat him, and then he slowly stops telling you stuff, because it's like, okay, dude, you need to kick my ass before you get anything, yeah. and then you start getting more. So those were the bosses, um, and then uh, what's nice is once you beat Hades, he will unlock heat bounties. So now you can go and give all of the creatures in these runs more health, more damage, just tons. I mean, it's a whole list of ways you can make your life hell. And just even selecting one of them at the first time overloads the heat bounty, and it's like, dude, that's too much. Like, you can't do that yet. So it's like, you know this game is just going to get so, so, so hard with those extra layers of heat bounties, which gives you more reason. And now you met your mom, and you want to know why, and you got to keep going back. So, honestly, they freaking layered it to the point where it is a grind fest, but you're not hating the grind fest. Yep. All of these things that we've talked about, they've juggled and balanced, in my opinion, so perfectly that... This is this is probably one of the best games I've played. Yeah, it's kind of fun to die because you're like, oh, cool, I can go spend all my resources. I, I honestly, this is going to sound like a terrible comparison, but one of Tyson's favorite games of all time is Dankus Dunkirk. Yeah, Dankus Dunkirk is so good. <laughs> and this does a lot of the things that Dankus Dunkirk does, but in a game type that I like better. So for me, this is like my Dankus Dunkirk. Yeah. And like all that, all that uh, min-maxing that you were talking about, all that stuff, uh, planning your routes. Uh, by the way, the journal. So James mentioned this earlier. You can play and f get a feel for things and then learn what abilities you like to stack. Uh, but the journal will actually tell you which abilities feed into each other. So if, if you're a note taker, that's another way that you can do it without even having to go on the Internet. Um, which I'm probably getting to the point where I need to do that yeah. if I'm going to progress farther. But and it'll show you what you need to trigger other things. It's like you got to have this, and then you mm -hmm. can possibly get these options. But that's that's what I like about it is, and I'm I'm getting to the point now where I'm having to figure out for each weapon, and I enjoy it. Like it's fun. I'm like, okay, the gun I need to go a completely different way with, and it's fun because yeah. then I want to get that darkness bonus. So and plus, as much as I love the gloves. Cause that's my favorite weapon. I, like I do like playing with the other weapons. Once, once I realized the benefit of doing that and kind of got over my initial hesitancies, I was like, 
the 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 flexibility and weapons also adds to the amount of fun that you can have replaying the game. Mm-hmm. Always go for the one that's shining darkness. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have anything to comment on. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know any, that much about the rest of the stuff, and so like heat bounties. Yeah, all this stuff. Jim yeah, studied a lot of Black Mesa while we were getting ready for this. Podcast. And, and to be honest, I probably played more Hades than you have, Shag, because you want to wait until the physical copy. That's true. Well, uh, that's and true. this and this is where I got the leg up because it, over this whole podcast, we've learned very grindy, very grindy, very grindy. I got to do a lot of things these guys didn't because he chose to wait for a physical copy, the silly goose. But no, where I really legged up on this is I have a 12 year old son that could grind the grindable <laughs> resource for me and play a little bit of the story mission, which I didn't get to see, which I was upset about, but it was worth the resource grind because that really helped me get to the, the final levels of this. Cause you know, it's, it's a lot of time outsourcing. That's what you do. Exactly. In video games. If you play a long game, outsource it. Yeah. yeah. Outsource it. And that's why I was even, you. that's why I was even saying that I've kind of stopped trying to get, progress and runs i mean i still try to but like really all i'm doing now is gra- gathering resources because of like, where i really more powerful you can get yep. like you can just straight if you collect enough it's a lot of darkness but if you collect a lot of darkness you can just straight raise your base life total which is one of the things that helps you win fights yep. in the middle of the game and, and then on top of that the rarity boost that's my oh. focus i want to see those legendaries i want to see the sweet stuff you can get. Yeah, so you can get some sweet shiz in there, and then you get ones that bonus damage based on the uh, the boons that you get. So that's another one that I want to upgrade. Yeah, because that's, that's just that's a bonus, a modifier, and it's a it's a base ability that you have. Or you can switch that ability to the green lettering, and it will uh, increase the chances of getting resources. So gemstones, money, Daedalus hammers. Mm. Or you can switch that ability to the green lettering, and it will uh, increase the chances of getting resources. So gemstones, money, Daedalus hammers, mm. uh, and stuff like that. And Daedalus hammers, number one, choose them every time. Don't pass them. Up. Yep, legitimately. Yeah. So before we exit, I guess... Because of all these weapons that we're talking about, favorite weapon, favorite weapon, shield. James shield right now. But I'm I, because I'm doing the the thing that uh, Shag was talking about with the darkness. I've been learning. That's what I did yesterday. I just learned yeah. a bunch of different mm-hmm. ones. And so I, I like most of the weapons in some way. I could see how they could be good. At, even the even the the gun, how it could be good later on. Yeah, um, shield still right now. Is shield still carries, dude. Like, like yeah, we have to be real. It's the AD carry of the weapons. If you're gonna be defensive, <laughs> you can make it all the way through it. I just I'm so aggressive. I end up taking more damage yeah. and dashing off the yeah. off the thing. So, but no, shield got me far when James recommended it. I just went with it, and it got me farther than I was able to before. Yep, uh, I'm all about the gloves. Like hands down the gloves. I love them more than anything because of the way that you you tend to get more damage stacking boons. Um, again, the the chain lightning is amazing with that weapon because you have so many attacks. Uh, there's bonuses you get with Daedalus hammers where you like stack damage after 12 hits or something, and then you do increase damage. Yeah, it's, it's so, so it's good. it's just like it really is the definition of like just stacking and ramping up your damage i love that weapon but i'm starting to like the spear it does depend on the build spear so the, this this the spear is very build dependent yep. you need to get that speed up and you need to get the uh dude the knockback on attack for that one is amazing it really is good yeah and the long one you could literally like cross oh, map yeah. like touch people yeah. with that thing it's so that, good. the long one with hydra is 
Oh yeah, you so don't you don't need to move. So that's yeah, that the, the easiest easy. fight I've I had with Hydras with Long one. Spear. I got very long with that one. Uh, very far with that. So yeah. I can say with the gloves, if you don't get the right build style going, it sucks. I hate the gloves for that because uh, yeah, it's offensive. Like there's like really no defensiveness to it. <laughs> And that's really made it hard for me. Yeah, Weirdly, the gloves the never one. want darkness in my run throughs. So, like, I haven't had to use them for just running around. But, like, when I'm trying to progress, and that's when I'm focusing on right. my builds, I've, I've always had. I mean, you do get crap runs like we talked about. But oh, for yeah. the most part, once you know how to build, you're just like, okay, yeah. this door, this door, and this then door, wreck. With those keepsakes, uh, if you do alpha them to the gods, their keepsake will uh, increase the chance of their boon being yeah. offered. So once you understand what you're wanting, going in with those boons and trying to get the right stuff is, a, is, is a way to do it. I rarely did it, but that's good uh, advice. It, it's a good way if you want to try and secure those boons. Yeah. But my weapon, I would have to say, it started off with the spear, um, and then it moved to the adamant rail, but it's probably going to be at the gloves, the one I didn't expect. <laughs> I didn't expect to like the gloves. I hated them to begin with, but I've beaten Hades only with those three times, and uh, that's saying something. So I am Muhammad Ali, and uh, the gloves are the best weapon in that game, but the, the adamant rail is so good. Piercing with hangover attack. Or even just piercing with uh, Doom on the attack. Oh, so good. My son beat Elysium last night. You guys suck, by the way. Uh, and he used the Adamant hey, Rail with the Doom here, ability. With the Doom ability. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't beat him, but he got he got to him, and, and he did he did pretty good. Uh, I don't think he beat him yet. We paused it. So, fun. It was no, a good one. It's, it has great weapons. It has so many. Hades has so much going for it. For being an indie game, mm -hmm. and it's just they really did. They, they they've shown that they're a mature studio for making this game because you know uh, I believe just some of the other games, just every game it feels like it gets a little bit progressively better, but they really shined on this one. Yep. Yeah, and it's definitely that development time they just they they killed it. Dude, and it, I love it. It floated at a ninety eight approval rating in Steam for the entirety of its early access. So I mean, yeah, yeah. but that's that's how I'll end for me. Like fantastic game well worth the money and one i would have slept on just it looked interesting but it's not my genre um so i'm glad that we yeah. went out of our way to play it because it's amazing it's one of my favorite games i've played in a long time yep like i said i wouldn't have played it uh james talked me into playing it i played it on his account L literally bought it minutes later like uh, if even if you think this game looks like shit play it and you'll buy it yep. so just do it yeah. it's literally a great game i can't say enough good things about it because there's not enough time yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Like, it's a great game. Um, I think most people that like a little bit of grind, a little bit of building, one of those, like, League of Legends, if you like some of those games, you're going to like this game. I think you're going to really go yep. away liking it. And so I, I recommend it for actually most people uh, that aren't really set in their own play style. Yeah, it's this is a this is a game for everybody. So yeah. if you're still figuring out what kind of gamer you are, pick it up. Yep. If, you, if you figured it out and you're a chess guy only... Pick it up. Yeah, if you're like me and you need to step out of your RPG corner occasionally, this is a great one for that. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of fun, lighthearted, and joyful. Great. Easy to pick up ever, you know. Easy to pick up, hard to put down sometimes. Well, yeah. <laughs> How easy, many easy. times have you been like, one more run? Easy. And then you're five, five runs later. <laughs> easy to pick up, but if you p drop it off and pick it up in the middle of a run and then re-remembering what weapon you're on, it's like, oh, and then you're dead. Never abandon a mid-run. <laughs> One last thing. Last night, I was at 3% battery. Oh, no, I was at like 10%. It's like, low battery. I'm like, but I can keep going. I still have. And I got to 3%, and I was like really far in. Like, I'd gotten past the Hydra. I'm like, oh. 
no, I'm charging this. Yeah. And, I woke up and that's when I did bad because the next day, like, I think it was this morning, I was like, I'm just not doing well. You like, forget the combos yeah. and the buttons yeah. and you just mess it and up. So, oh. Weirdly, I do well if I stop like at a boss fight. Like if I get to a boss <laughs> fight and then set it down, it's a oh. fine spot to pick back up. Uh, I struggle. I so struggle. That was hard. But with that being said, the game's awesome. We all agree. And we're, I think we have all our last yeah, pieces in. So we're going to end this. This has been the Games Revealed podcast brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. And I'm Tyson. And Jaguar. We're exiting. Later. Peace out, guys. Play Hades. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be iTunes or YouTube. Whatever it is, we're there. And make sure to follow us so that you always get a notification when we release a new podcast. Thank you guys for listening it's been it's been a great ride so far let's continue to make this a good ride and also if you want to buy some of our merch you can go to shop.bunnystrike.com and see what we got there if you think there needs to be something better then go to our discord channel which is bunny strike and tell us there thank you guys and have a good day